بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسوله محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اما بعد so continue the series of uh, no worries and no grief there's an ayah of the quran i would like to share allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says ala inna awliya allah la khawfun alayhim wala hum yahzanun that indeed those who are the wali of allah the ones who are the close to the, those who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are those who will not who will not worry about anything about the future and they will not have any grief about the past. Now this ayah is very short, but the most or the highlight of this ayah is this phrase awliya Allah. And the question that many people ask is that what is the definition of, of a wali? That when a person says that they are the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or who are the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the question is that who are those people? And so usually our mind goes to a very well-known hadith Qudsi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first of all, He says, مَنْ عَادَ لِي وَلِيًّا بِالْحَرْبِ That whoever shows hostility to one of my beloved, مَنْ عَادَ وَلِيًّا what am I beloved? This is the very first thing. That I declare war against that person. Anyone who shows hostility to my wali, I declare war against that person. Now what's beautiful about this statement is that we don't know who the wali is. You know, overseas we have this perception that the person who wears the thobe, the person who has a long beard, they are the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a person who does not have a beard, or a person who does not wear a thobe, perhaps they're not the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reality is, brothers and sisters, is that any person can be the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single person who walks through this masjid, who walks into any masjid across the world, we have no idea who that person is, and what is their level of connection, and their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they can be the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find, subhanAllah, when we study the Salaf and the, um, and the Anbiya and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, we find, especially the time of Sahaba radiallahu anhum, that there were people that existed during their time. And there were nobodies in the society. No one even worried about them. But subhanAllah, because of them, sometimes because of their dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring changes to the circumstances. Ibn Abbas he says that one time we're standing there in Mecca asking for rain. And everyone is asking for rain. And he goes, in the corner I happen to be standing next to a person. Someone who his clothes were disheveled. Someone that no one will pay attention to. And they raise their hand and they say, Ya Allah, please send down your rain. And immediately it began to pour. You have the story of Abdullah ibn Mubarak rahmatullahi alayhi, a very well-known hadith, scholar of hadith. And he was very well-known in saying, لَوْلَا الْإِسْنَادُ لَقَالَ مَنْ شَاءَ مَا شَاءَ When you study in many of the Islamic seminaries and you get an ijazah, when I received my ijazah in hadith, this was the very beginning or on the top. It said, قَالَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ مُبَارَكَ If there was no chain of transmission, no chain of narrators, anyone could create any kind of statement and attribute to the Prophet Abdullah Mubarak, he says, that in the year when he went for hajj, one of the years when he went for hajj, he saw a dream that two angels are talking to each other. 
and one said that this year approximately 70,000 people came for Hajj. And the other angel said that this year no one's Hajj has been accepted. No one's Hajj has been accepted. And then the other angel said that yes, no one's Hajj was accepted initially, however, because of one person. Because of one person, everyone's Hajj was accepted this year. Who was that person? He's a man from Damascus. When Abdullah Mubarak went all the way there, he met this person. Who was this person? He was a nobody in society. No one even worried about him. No one could even tell that this person, perhaps because of him, Allah accepted the Hajj of everyone and he was a shoemaker. We cannot judge anyone. We can, it's not our job to label people that this person is a wali and that person is not a wali. That's not our place and our position. It, the wali, the status is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after we establish a certain relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then further on in this, into this hadith Qudsi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّ فَرَطُ عَلَيْهِ that I am so happy or my slave keeps on doing those things which are, which are beloved to me from the obligations I have ordained upon them. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that then this person, وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أُحِبُّ And this person, he keeps on doing more and more out of the optional prayers till I love him, till he becomes my beloved. And what that means is that a person who's a true wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they experience this level of sweetness in their salat and in their ibadah, that then the fara'id are not sufficient for them. They want to always connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then is not just the fara'id, it will be the nawafil, it will be the sunnah, it will be the witr, and so many other prayers throughout the day. Because there's a certain level of sweetness and connection that they experience when they pray Salat. Then at that time, zakat is not sufficient. They want to give more throughout the year. Then hajj, that once-in-a-lifetime once hajj is not enough for them. They want to go for hajj and umrah over and over again. Then the du'as in the Salat are not sufficient and they want to keep on making du'a outside of Salat. Because when a person experiences sweetness, then you just cannot leave it. What propelled? The, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, our Salaf, to engage in ibadah for so many hours when we read their, their life, we ask ourselves why and how could they do this? Whereas we cannot do that, it's because you experience something that you cannot really put in words. And so, when, so, so first of all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says this, that these are people who engage and they love to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then the next thing, another sign of a wali, as the ulama have mentioned, is those that when they repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they come to Allah very sincerely, and they take more pleasure in their tawbah than they take pleasure in committing the ma'asiyah. Think about that for a moment. The pleasure that someone may take in committing a sin, there is more pleasure in coming close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanAllah, this is the month of Ramadan. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remember the ameen he said to the dua of Jibreel alayhi salam, when he said that woe to the person who found the month of Ramadan and never got their sins forgiven. It's been one week. We started last week on Tuesday. It's been one week. What have we accomplished in the month of Ramadan? 
How much have I done in the month of Ramadan? How much has my life changed in Ramadan? That is a moment of introspect. That is a moment of reflection. And subhanAllah, when a person chooses to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah does not push people away. Ibn Qudama mentions in his book, the story of Musa alayhi salam, that during his time there was a drought. And Allah subhanahu, Musa alayhi salam asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Ya Allah, why isn't rain coming? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed Musa alayhi salam that there is a person of your community who is heavily in, involved and engaged in ma'asiyah. And he commits sins abundantly. Until this person does not make istighfar, I will not send the rain. Musa alayhi salam collects everyone and he says that there is one person, there is one person in particular who goes and they commit sins abundantly. That person needs to step up right now and they need to, make forgive, or they need to seek forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine everyone coming together, even today in a salat, when someone's phone rings, when someone's phone is ringing in the salat and we say, whose phone is that? We're even shy to even show that it was my phone that's ringing. Think about this person sitting there and when Musa is saying that who is that person, this person at that same moment, he repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he cried before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at that time, Allah sent down the rain. Later on, Musa salam, he asked, Ya Allah, this person never even showed themselves up and yet you sent down the rain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that if I have not left this person when they committed sins, you think I will abandon them when they have come to me? When they have turned to me? I'm not like that. When we come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah welcomes us and He takes us in with open arms. And another sign, the last sign, as many ulama have mentioned is that for a person to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that when they go and they experience calamities in their life, instead of wailing, in, in, instead of complaining, instead of saying things that are absolutely wrong, they, they maintain their sabr and they have this ihtisab with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah, many of us, we go through our challenges. There's no doubt about that. We all have various challenges going on in our life. But this is the whole idea. Even when we hear, when this hadith, مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَإِحْتِسَابًا Why? Because even during fasting, there's a certain level of challenge that we all have to go through. مَنْ قَامَ رَمَضَانَ إِيمَانًا وَإِحْتِسَابًا We're not usually used to and accustomed to long qiyams. But in Ramadan, we have to stand a little longer. And yes, we will get tired in, in, in the qiyam. But I stand because I'm expecting a reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When these kind of people when they come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they're going through difficulties and they keep on engaging in dua and they keep on asking Allah for reward in return, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them in this dunya and the akhirah. And so these are just few things that as many ulama have mentioned that these are some of the signs and some of the things that we can do to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He grants us that, that ability to come close to Him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those that He loves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us and raise us amongst those who are the closest to the Prophet on the Day of Judgment. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.